0: Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of The Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode unpacks a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Well, hello and welcome back. Thank you for joining us for The Eternal Entrepreneur podcast. I am Pierce Brandley, co-host of the show. So excited to have you back. So excited to be back. I don't know about you all, but I'm having a great start to the year. People knock on me all the time because I knock on New Year's resolutions. Don't worry, this is not a New Year's resolutions show. I'm not really big on setting New Year's goals. I'm really big on habits that allow me to perpetuate whatever it is I'm going after. I do like to seek the Lord on things. I do like to get his perspective on where things should go. All that being said, it's pretty much business as usual, and I like that. And that's because business is good. So that got me thinking, what are kind of the top three things that I do that help me succeed when it comes to running meetings and closing clients or working with clients? Because I get asked this pretty often about what my process is. And there are a handful of what I call secret sort of techniques that I use that really do, I think, aid in the success of the things that I need to go accomplish. So these are my three tips for closing more clients, running more successful meetings, and really just being uh, a standout entrepreneur. You can apply this to a lot of different stuff. So the first one is a mind trick, but it works really well. I say this phrase, I typically say it a few times, leading up to an engagement, leading up to a meeting. I just say, this may fail and that's okay. Okay. And it sounds like a cop-out, but it's not a cop-out. It's an acknowledgement that there are some things that are always going to be out of your control. And part of the subconscious stress or anxiety or lack of confidence that could come from going into a new engagement, a new meeting, a new project, comes from your sense, our sense of not knowing what the unknown holds for us. And that bottles up a lot of emotion in ways that we may not even acknowledge or even be able to bring to the forefront of our minds. So when I say this may fail and that's okay, I'm realizing two things. One, that there's a lot of stuff that's out of control and I just need to remind myself of that. And the other is that at the end of the day, none of this stuff in the perspective of eternity, in the perspective of my life, is going to matter all that much. And whatever pains come from that failure, eventually they're going to subside. Nothing can be as short-lived as God's grace on my life or as long-lived as God's grace on my life. So uh, when I say uh, this may fail and that's okay, it actually kind of has a reverse psychology effect because once I acknowledge that there are things that are outside of my control, it allows me to be a whole lot more present And a whole lot more at ease because I just have to be present to the moment. And then whatever will be, will be. And this nicely leads into technique number two, which is to over-prepare. So if I'm okay with things failing, looking at things in perspective of the long haul of eternity of the entirety of my life. All that being said, the next thing I then do is I over-prepare. Uh, especially if you're in sales or if you're really good with people, and I'm not particularly, but let's say you, you are that person, there can be a temptation to lean on your talent and your acumen with people to see you through to the end. And then if something doesn't work out, it's really easy to say that like, well, that just wasn't a successful connection or you know we just didn't jive, or it's all about the relationship, and we just could tell this was a good one. Those are all cop-outs. Those are all excuses. In any kind of business development role, you should be able to work with people, or work with projects, work with scenarios that don't necessarily fully align with your own personality, or even to a certain extent the thing that you would love to do most in business that your business should do. Now, obviously, there's contingencies on all of that. Uh, you have to stay in your lane with business. That's a well, the whole other conversation. But point being, you're not always going to work with everyone you want to work with. And moreover, the onus on something being successful, again, should you should take the full burden of that, assuming that it's a healthy win-win relationship that could come up. So one of my favorite stories of what appears like being overpreparedness but it's actually just being prepared is the comedian Dana Carvey. Uh, he's the the Wayne's World Wayne's World guy and uh, amongst a lot of other things I love him he's really funny. But this uh, this fantastic story about his process about him going on to the Tonight Show and uh, as the story goes for his little like 15 10 minute segment of him talking to the host in the chair, you know, off to the side, he had 60 pages, not one, not six, not 20, not 50, 60 pages of dialogue pre-scripted and organized for the host. And then they workshopped that and workshop that and workshop that and workshop that, that and cut it down to like one page or two pages worth of content. And he, but he had all of that extra stuff there in the bag in case he needed it. And to some, that may seem like um, over preparing or maybe even like uh, a bit of like neuroticism. We need to raise the standard, though, I think, in what it means to be prepared. Being prepared means being able to add value and be able to plan for contingency in meetings with clients when you're speaking never scenario you're in. And if we are very intuitive type business leaders, our impetus is to kind of sort of lean on that intuition, which only gets us so far. And the business leaders that are prepared are going to be the business leaders that ultimately succeed. And that means doing more than just relying on your talent. Dana Carvey was an extremely talented, is an extremely talented comedian. He's a legacy now at this point. But that didn't stop him from taking 60 pages of dialogue and note, boiling it down to two so that a conversation feels natural for five to ten minutes. Uh, And if you think like, well, that's just an example of a really high performer of, or, you know, uh, a world-class person, you're right. It is one of the best pieces of advice I ever got for public speaking or for preparing for meetings is that for every minute of dialogue, every minute of speaking, you should have an hour of preparation and as much as possible, I actually try to do that. So if I'm going to be speaking for 20 minutes, uh, with a PowerPoint presentation, there is a good chance I'm going to have 20 hours of preparedness going into that, which is shocking to some people, but I speak really well. I have special language that typically articulates and motivates people in ways that I wouldn't if I just went in there and like, I'm an expert on this content, I know what I'm doing. Uh, I'll even craft my own stats and statistics, I'll do my own research. Uh, anything to craft a story that motivates people Uh, that is part of the ownership that I bring into that situation. I do the same thing for public speaking. If I'm going to speak for an hour, uh, then I'm going to have at least 60 hours of preparedness going into that presentation. Um, one of the last times I spoke, I probably did the presentation, I don't know, 20 times, 23 times, uh, even, um, doing it with mock audiences before I even spoke in person. And the reason for that is because it allows you to be much more natural and it also also allows you to edit the content or the delivery that you're going to have. And so you can use this with meetings, you can use it with public speaking, you can use it with presentations, you can use it with meeting with a high profile client, do your due diligence and it will serve you really, really well. And if you're thinking, you know, well, I like to be led by the spirit in this and don't use that as an excuse for, uh, your intuition, they could be, different, oftentimes they are different. Uh, Andy Stanley, one of the best public speakers, one of the best communicating pastors out there. He has multiple books on communication. Uh, he's Charles Stanley's son. Uh, he's got a, a book out about communication and one of his principles is to actually memorize the beginning and the end of his sermons. And when he says memorize, he means literally word for word, every and, but, comma, period. It needs to be verbatim, like you're memorizing a script, um, tight. And what's what I think is interesting about that process is that the inclination, the temptation would be to say, oh, you're sucking all the room out for the Holy Spirit to speak through you if you're memorizing everything. He kind of reverses that and says, you know, if I've spent time with the Lord and I know what the Lord wants me to communicate on this Sunday morning, then part of my stewardship means that I'm not going to waste people's time by fumbling over my words or trying to articulate something that's half-baked that the Lord actually told me a long time ago. So part of being a good steward is being a good management of people's time and stewarding the idea or the concept that God gave him in a way that allows him to deliver it with excellence, and not just in excellence, but in a way that people are going to be able to receive. Also, Just practically, and you all probably know this just by intuition, starting a client meeting and ending a client meeting or starting a presentation and ending a presentation or starting a project and ending a project, whatever, the starting and the ending of something, especially as it relates to communication, but delivery as well, are the hardest parts. Everyone kind of works things out once they get going, but that's not really a recipe for success. Anybody can, you know, roll downhill, but being able to land something takes uh, acumen and takes preparedness to be able to execute really well. Okay, which leads me into my last one. Regardless of what I'm doing as much as I can, I'm not saying I'm perfect in this. I do try to invite the Holy Spirit into the work that I am doing to get his perspective on it or to at least say, hey, I want to be partnered with you. Sometimes he gives me a lot of intuition and divine revelation about what to go do. Sometimes he tells me exactly how to solve the problem. Uh, other times we work with it in the moment. But that last piece does two things. One, it keeps my, my heart connected to God, which is the most important thing to me. Regardless of everything else, that is what is what I value the most going into something new. And then secondly, it gives me confidence because I know if I'm moving things through him, even if the definition of success, success changes, I know that God works all things towards the good. and I know that his kingdom is being built and I know that things are going from glory to glory. So by leaning into that, even though it may look different than what I expected, what I do know is that it is towards the ultimate good. And that gives me a lot of Peace and self-confidence because he is the one sort of nuancing out being the potter against the clay of the situation. So those are my three uh, techniques to have better meetings, give better presentations, and close more clients. Again, technique number one, say this may fail and that's okay. It's not a cop-out. It acknowledges what you're already feeling. Second is... Over-prepare, so once you've acknowledged that things may fail, then go and over-prepare. Be able to add value into all the corners and cracks that a client may be willing to pursue. Uh, Know your stuff, even crap personal things, that way your brain has something to attach to. And then lastly, invite the Holy Spirit into your work, that way you're aligned with Him. All things are working towards the good, you're aware of what He's doing, and you have confidence in that relationship with God. All right, my friends, have a fantastic week and don't forget to think eternally. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.